Thank you for joining IEB There. And now your host, David Cohen. Over to you, David. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, excited to be here. Excited to have a Friday in front of us. Today is Friday, April 24th, and TGIF to everyone. I'm David Cohen. I am the president of the IAB, and I wanted to welcome you to IAB There, which is our daily live stream in which you connect the digital advertising ecosystem. The topic that we're going to be talking about today is super interesting. It is innovation in shoppable television. And I would say we're going to probably expand that to talk about commerce and content. I'd like to call Josh Feldman into the stream, who is the EVP Head of Marketing and Advertising Creative for NBC Universal. Josh, there you are. Fantastic. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, so as we're getting started, if you have any questions, uh, those of you in the audience, please feel free to post those to Twitter with the hashtag IABthere, and we'll be able to hopefully take those before our time is out. Okay, Josh, it is great to see you. Thank you for being here. Lots of excitement, a big announcement yesterday, which we'll talk about in just one minute. But before we talk about that, how are you doing? How's the family? How is everyone doing in this kind of work at home environment? Um, personally, luckily, everybody's okay in my immediate family. We're doing okay, you know, living the same life. Everybody's living in this new reality right now. I'm coming to you live from my guest bedroom in my house because nice. I've given up my home office to my son to do some homeschooling. So it's really glamorous. I've got a, a nightstand as my desk and I'm working out of my home office. I mean, my, my home office, which is a guest room right now. And we're making it work. Are they, are your kids actually schooling? My kids are doing hardly any of that, to be honest. It's, it's a great question. You know, it's, it's more that they're getting some homework sent to them. than Yeah, them. exactly the same. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we're living the same lives. What about managing your uh, your teams? How is that going? Are you doing like the virtual happy hours and any kind of fun stuff like that? Sure. So I mean, from a fun perspective, yes, some virtual happy hours at the end of the day, uh, a physical trainer for my whole team over Zoom that we can do some workouts. Nice. I like that. And then uh, from a personal, you know, I mean, from a work perspective, uh, we've been doing actually for the entire ad sales division, not just my group, um, but the entire group, which is a thousand plus people, we've been doing daily calls every single day. We just got off of it at one o'clock and uh, it's really been actually pretty phenomenal and eye-opening to us that why haven't we been doing something like this prior? Because when you work at a place like NBC Universal, it's a rather large place and to share information, obviously, in a place our size is usually very, very difficult. And our prior mindset was, oh, we've got to get a big conference room and get everybody in a room to share a big announcement. And now we are literally sharing information in real time. I'm personally hearing from divisions on what they're working from uh, that I would have never heard from if I was back in the office because I would have never been in those meetings when they were happening. So that's been pretty unbelievable. And what's been really great also is uh, our comms group, which runs them, has start, starts off every single meeting by highlighting heroes that people that work at NBCU know, whether it's family, whether it's neighbors, whether it's relative, whatever it may be, that are on the front line. 
So, you know, those, you know, that are really, really making a difference in this COVID-19 world that we're living in. So that's also been a great aspect of those daily meetings to have that as part of it. That's amazing. And you're doing that every day, a thousand people every day. A thousand people. Wow. That's yeah. fantastic. Good for you. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about this a little later, but, you know, the things that, that I think about and we think about is like, what is going to be the lasting effects of COVID-19 in a positive way for kind of the business environment. And I, I think that that's kind of, that's one of those things is the realization that you don't necessarily, I remember all hands, you had to get everyone in kind of a, a giant room or this is an absolutely perfect way of bringing people together virtually. So I think that's, that's definitely gonna be a lasting, uh, lasting benefit. Okay, let's talk a little bit about um, what you're hearing from uh, clients. Uh, and marketers. So, you know, we've obviously had lots of conversations with uh, agencies and brands and uh, publishers. And, and when this started, probably when we started the work from home the six or so weeks ago, the, the greatest challenge that, that we were hearing on top of the economic uncertainty was, was we're not sure what to be saying. So messaging and creative was uh, challenging. It, it was not appropriate to run your typical creative in uh, in the environment that we're in. So what are you hearing from clients today? Is that still an issue or what's the what's the most pressing challenge today for clients? So yeah, so creative is still obviously very important and it has slightly changed over the last couple of weeks, but it's getting a message out there that's not tone deaf. And what we were hearing, especially those first few weeks coming out of it was, I know I wanna continue advertising. I know the value of your audiences and why it is important to my business but the creative that I had is just a little tone deaf for the world that we're living in right now. So we've been able to um, help a lot of those advertisers using our team, the creative partnerships and MBCU team to create new creative for them or help them get into a more um, acceptable sort of tone, if you will. So that's been a really, really big part of what we're doing. Now that we are, you know, um, in week, six of this or yep. you know, uh, where we are right now, I think a lot of advertisers have sort of now adjusted and figured out how to get that message. And also there was a little bit of a lag where everything started to feel a little bit the same in the types of message. So now I think, you know, because we've been doing this for so long, um, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to unwind. And we're also seeing that in viewership, right? You know, if you see like, you know, I don't want to call it guilty pleasures, but people's pleasures of what they want. If you look at, you know, a network like sci-fi, how people are flocking to it right now, yeah. because it's, they want that escape from the news. And obviously our news networks are, you know, going through the roof right now. But I think from a messaging point of view and a mindset point of view, we're getting to a place right now where there, it feels okay to exhale a little bit while being uh, realistic to what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. When you said that you're, you're helping clients and marketers kind of on their creative and your help, your teams are actually helping to maybe build or put that together. Is that hard to do as you're kind of in a dispersed world or is the technology so good that you can do that uh, remotely? Well, you know, obviously we're not shooting any original content in a studio with big production budgets, yeah. um, but from an editing point of view, you know, um, the technology is there, the clouds are big enough, you know, luckily all of our internet service is strong enough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're able to do a lot of different things uh, outside of, you know, high budget productions right now. Got it. Cool. What, one of the things that we've seen um, over the past couple of weeks is really the industry coming together to support 
kind of a common cause, stay at home messaging focused against everyone, focused against youth. Uh, you guys did some, uh, a big push, and I think I'm still doing a big push with the Ad Council under the, the More You Know banner. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So it was a, a really fantastic project to work on for a, a lot of reasons. Um, but the way it started originally, we've obviously worked with uh, the Ad Council a lot in the past. And when the CDC reached out to the Ad Council, and this is pretty much immediately when everything shut yeah. down, um, they went to them and said, we need to create a series of PSAs that we need to get out across all of media. And obviously the Ad Council has been doing that for years. So they went to them first and the Ad Council said, of course, we'll help you. And they asked the Ad Council who, who should actually make this creative. And um, we were very honored that the Ad Council came to our team <clears throat> and asked us to create those. So at first, because it was literally that first weekend of us working home, um, we uh, created a bunch of graphic-based spots that you've now seen because they're running across all of media, uh, linear and digital, uh, for you know six weeks now. Um, so we created a number of graphic-based um, PSAs that the CDC provided us with all the information for. The way the more you know came is, so those were the first wave of uh, PSAs. There was actually a phone call with the White House that the White House ran with many media companies asking them for additional PSA support in the voice of their own networks. And, uh, you know, we then decided to bring back the more you know campaign, which is iconic and beloved and, and well respected. So what appropriate, we're, right. appropriate of yeah. course, and appropriate. So um, what we were able to do is we got, I believe it was 60 some odd talent from across our entire portfolio, whether it was entertainment, news, Hispanic, whichever division it was, sports, um, and we provided them with scripts. We wrote about 30 to 40 scripts, um, literally in a 24 hour period. We got it out to all of the uh, talent and we had them shoot themselves with these scripts and shoot it back to us. And what was really interesting uh, was that the CDC wanted three different versions. Um, they wanted one that was targeting those most at risk. So those folks that you know, have you know, some prior health issues or a little bit older. They wanted to target uh, Gen Z and millennials because they were not taking social distancing seriously mm -hmm. enough. And then they wanted to target parents um, who, on how you can talk to your kids during this. Because as a parent, um, that's a very, very difficult thing to do and also how to teach them how to keep up hygiene um, and keep mental health going. So we created three different um, sort of genres of the more you knows and then we use the appropriate talent based upon each of those uh, genres and we, we went from there. The spots were amazing. So kudos to you guys and kudos to the team. It was really amazing to see it. And, and the backstory, which I hadn't heard before was uh, equally interesting. So, so thanks for that. Um, so, I mean, not to, not to pat you guys on the back, but I will anyway, I think that NBC Universal has been one of the leaders in pushing uh, ad innovation uh, in, in, you know, over the past couple of years, whether it's reduction of overall ad loads, obviously Prime Pods, which uh, was pushed a, a couple of years ago, um, must hear TV, uh, shoppable TV. Can you talk about any specific clients or marketers that have taken advantage of some of those things? and you point to them as that is why we created that? Yeah, sure. So commercial innovation has been a big initiative of ours um, for well over a year now. 
Um, we actually did a lot of custom research um, to see how effective it's been because it's been going for over a year now. And literally we've found that 92% of people uh, prefer commercial innovation ads over traditional ads. 76% of people said they were less likely to change the channel when there was commercial innovation ads. And 85% of the people said they remember the brands that were associated with commercial innovation in a different way. So some examples of that, as you were referring to, um, it, it's the idea of, there's two things that we want to accomplish every time we're doing any commercial innovation. We want to improve the viewing experience for the consumer at home, while also creating a more effective ad environment for the advertiser. So a great example of that is something we like to call interactive picture in picture. So we did this with Pepsi, for example, uh, during the Latin Billboard Awards on Telemundo. And you know, you're very used to the two screen environment now of picture in picture, you know, all the news networks and sports, sporting events yeah. use picture in picture. And so that's commonplace now, but we want to figure out a commercial innovation to make that a little better. So during the Latin Billboard Awards, um, we had a, uh, the presenter coming off of the stage and we followed the presenter walking backstage as we started a Pepsi commercial that starred John Leguizamo in the second screen. In that John Leguizamo uh, commercial, he actually went to a Pepsi machine, bought two Pepsis out of the vending machine, and then was literally, oh, we could do this because we're on Zoom, because literally able to hand it over. <laughs> I hope I'm doing it the right way for everybody. <laughs> literally able to hand it over to the person that had just left the stage, give that person the Pepsi, and then John continued, and then he was the next person uh, the cool. at the Latin Billboard Awards. So that's a really great example of our commercial innovation. And then something we've also done, uh, which sort of led a little bit to what, you know, the big announcement we made yesterday was, is uh, Shoppable TV. So Shoppable TV is something we rolled out last summer. And Shoppable TV is literally the ability to take you from your linear TV experience um, into a shopping experience automatically. So for example, last year during the French Open, uh, we did a partnership with Lacoste. And uh, Novak Djokovic is Lacoste's brand ambassador. So when we had Djokovic matches on, on NBC, we had our announcers say, hey, you know, if you like the outfit Djokovic's wearing, and we put up a little code in the bottom right of the screen, they said, take out your mobile device, point the camera on your mobile device at this code. And once you did that, a URL automatically popped up on the mobile device. You hit that URL and you are at lacoste.com. And you were able to literally, the landing page was that exact outfit he was wearing. Do you need an app to do that or no app required? No app at all. Nope. Wow, that's super cool. That's super cool. And, and the, the other thing that's um, maybe slightly uh, tangential to that, but also I think interesting, and I've heard Linda talk about it, is the idea that we, we spend so much time kind of programming the content and we don't think about programming yeah. the commercial pod. I always found that to be just like a, one of those blazingly apparent insights that why don't we think about spending as much time and care of thinking about what goes into that period of time as it goes into the, the actual show. So is that still going on? Is that still happening? Absolutely. We're getting closer on that. That is a project that we're working on um, called Add Smart Context. And what that does is it literally is able, we have fed our proprietary AI powered machine that we created to input scripts, closed captioning data, 
and video descriptive services of all of our scripted shows. You obviously can't do it for live because you never yep. know what they're going to say. And then we can match up an, an advertiser's actual creative. We take their creative, either storyboards or the actual commercial, ideally, also put that into the machine and then put in sentiments and keywords that match up. So therefore, we can find the exact moment coming out of a scene in a scripted show that would contextually match with that product. So if you have a cleansing product, um, you know, coming out of scenes where somebody might have been, you know, cleaning their kitchen, going straight into a cleansing product commercial. So that's that's that is what you were referring to there. Yeah, yep, that's awesome. So we've spent a lot of time kind of in the buildup, and we gave a little tease as to what you guys announced yesterday. But let's talk about the NBC Universal checkout opportunity, which you announced yesterday. So tell the audience what that was and why did you do it? Sure. So um, simply NBC Universal Checkout is an embeddable cart that can turn any video or web article into a native shoppable experience. And it allows our fans, our viewers, our consumers to purchase from a retail partner without ever leaving the confines of the NBC Universal um, content that they're there for. Because we know that obviously the blending of content and commerce has been a difficult one over the years. And the biggest issue is that when somebody comes to NBC Universal, they're coming to either be entertained or be informed based upon which of our properties they're coming to. They're not necessarily coming to shop. But we also have a ton of research that shows that our viewers are way over indexing on consumers and, and, and buying habits. So they're very high profile shoppers that retailers want to target. So what NBC Universal Checkout does is it's that cart that we can layer over any piece of branded content. Um, we can make it the landing of that shoppable TV that I just spoke about, or it can lay, be layered over um, text-based uh, editorial content as well. And when you buy the product that we're selling, you're never ever leaving that environment. The cart happens right there on the right-hand side and you can move what you want into it. And it's a universal cart too. So say we created a piece of branded content that features brand, uh, multiple different retailers, um, uh, uh, things that they're trying to sell in one piece of content, uh -huh. you can buy from multiple retailers at one time in one checkout using MVCU checkout. Wow. And it, cool. what's great about it is, like I said, it's video-based, it's text-based, it's linear, it's digital, it's social, it's English language or it's Spanish language. Um, and what we're trying to do is make the most frictionless way for people to go shopping without leaving that entertainment environment that they're in. So the timing is, I mean, at the risk of stating the obvious, the timing is perfect because obviously people are going to be doing a lot more of the kind of shopping at, at home. Is it, is it live already? Is it live no. now? No, we, we actually uh, moved up the announcement of it to exactly your point, but we also moved, the main reason we moved up the announcement of it is the beauty of NBCU Checkout is it is not just made for national television advertisers. Yeah. It is made for any retailer that values our audience, right? NBC Universal reaches 90 some odd percent of the country every given month. So this is for a lot of D to C brands and a lot of smaller retailers in addition to the major you know, advertisers that we have. And obviously those D to C brands and those retailers are the ones that are hurting the most right now in COVID-19. So one of the things that I'm really, really proud of working at NBC Universal, because this was an immediate green light is that um, when we started discussing rolling this out earlier to help those brands, we also made a 
strategic decision that for the remainder of 2020, um, anytime that we use NBCU checkout on either branded content or on shoppable TV executions, we're gonna be waiving the percentage of cart fee that we would normally take. And that's gonna be our way of trying to help some of these smaller brands get back on their feet and sell directly. While their brick and mortar stores are closed, we wanna open up NBCU as a storefront to them. No, it's tremendous. And, and you got, kudos to you, you got lots of good press yesterday I saw. So it's a, it's a great, A, it's a great innovation. It's great for the business community. It's great for local businesses. It's just, it's great. I mean, I, I remember we've been talking about bringing this to the market, this concept of it, you see something on television, you want to buy it. We've been talking about it for such a long time and to be able to actually make it real is, uh, is fantastic, so good for you. Um, let's talk about something slightly different. Um, you know, I don't know if you've seen, if you saw the draft yesterday or if you've seen any of the, um, the concerts, Jersey for Jersey or the Global uh, Citizens Festival, but there's so much innovation happening in uh, just production. Like I, I have always found, I know we all have, that when you're when you're strapped in some way, economically strapped or fewer people, you come up with really inventive ways of actually doing the work. Is, is there something that you've seen over the couple of past weeks that you look at and you're like, wow, that was awesome. That was amazing. Yeah, I think it's the same things that you're seeing, right? I think it's, um, you know, as somebody that, you know, works in a group that's creating things all the time, you know, I, I've, I've actually been loving, you, you could tell when they're using prior shot or existing footage in repurposed ways now to mm. tell the story that they need to tell. And I think a lot of brands are doing that really, really well. I think the auto industry is doing that really, really well. Um, a lot of that self-capturing of videos using your, your phone is being done in a, you know, in a way that makes you know that they did it that way, but also in a professionally done way. And I think our The More You Know spots really brought that to life. And then I just also think the messaging, the, the actual copy of creative has gotten really, really strong over these last few weeks. You know, um, you know, if you look at that Walmart ad that we kicked off Saturday Night Live uh, two weeks ago with, you know, um, just really heartfelt and really, really well done. So yeah. I think that, you know, brands are really stepping up and I've been, I've never been more proud to work in advertising than watching what's on the air right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. We're, we're obviously hard at work uh, at the IAB putting together the new fronts, which we're going to be doing at the end of June. And as you would imagine, it's going to be a very different experience. It's not going to be kind of the new fronts of, that we've had in years past. And we're really trying very hard to not to make it actually a better enhanced experience as opposed to just different. And some of these kind of virtual technologies, communications, uh, connections, we're, we're going to try some new stuff and we'll see, uh, we'll see how it works. But we're still... Uh, we're still quite enthusiastic about it. Uh, let's talk about, I mean, I don't know if you can give away any trade secrets. I'm not going to ask you to, to divulge your big kind of reveals before their time, but is there anything coming up in the back half of the year that, that you could just tease that you think that you're excited about that you're going to roll out? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, I think it's that it's the intersection of where technology meets creativity, right? I'm not going to give away any trade secrets to your, to your point, but I think that we're working on a lot of products where that technology sort of meets creativity. And I think that intersection is, is very, very key right now. I mean, I just spoke about that AI powered, you know, contextual tool that we have. I think that's a fantastic example of something that we can do. I think that um, if you look at um, interactivity, 
I think we're going to get to a much, much better place with interactivity. And I, you know, you mentioned a lot of these live streaming, but I think that adding a layer of interactivity onto uh, live streaming is going to be really, really key. So I think that, you know, there's a lot of different things between technology and creativity that are going to keep continuing to blend. And that's just going to make the overall viewing experience better. Yeah. I mean, one thing that, that we've been talking about also for quite some time, just as an industry, is kind of dynamic assembly of creative, you know, so you can, you can think about things in piece parts. Yep. So you think about uh, talent and uh, audio bed and offers, and at the moment of kind of insertion, you just build it together and you actually run it. Is that happening at scale today? Is that, or is that still a little bit of a fantasy? Uh I don't know. I think it's somewhere in between the two. It's, it's okay. not happening at scale, but it's not a fantasy either. Got it. Okay, let's talk about um, some of your, what have you been kind of doing guilty pleasures for you as you've been at home? So we've heard a lot of people are doing things that they wouldn't have done jigsaw puzzles and cooking and yoga and needlepoint. I wouldn't imagine needlepoint is your area of, uh, <laughs> of leaning in, but what, what are you, or things that you're reading or binging what are you doing? Yeah, unfortunately, the reading and binging part, I mean, I'm one of those people, unfortunately, that's guilty of uh, my office is always five feet away and I've been, you know, attached to this right now. But as far as being able to do extra things, first of all, my favorite thing that I've been able to do throughout this whole process is that I have literally not missed a family, like having a true family dinner with my wife and two kids. Yeah, that is nice. Four of us, like that never, ever happened before, right? So to be able to do that for... 40 some odd straight days, whatever we're up to now, I've lost count, you know, has been really, really special and, and a part that's never happened before in my life, obviously. And then uh, what's been cool also on the weekends without kids sports and all the other things that take up your time on the weekend, I finally taught my kids to ride a bike, um, both of them. And they both learned on the same day, which was amazing. And so uh, we actually now, my wife and I have to go buy bikes and we're going to go uh, family bike riding a lot now that they're doing Nice. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know about the weather this weekend. I think tomorrow might not be nice. Tomorrow we're good. I think tomorrow oh, tomorrow's tomorrow's good. terrible, but tomorrow we're good. Got it. Okay. Awesome. So I've got one last question for you. So everyone has a, uh, a thing. My thing is a, uh, a lightning round. So I'm going to go through um, uh, a list of words. And my ask of you is to just tell me the first thing that comes into your mind. Uh, now, it, so it could, one word is great. It could be just a couple words if you need. Uh, and then we will, uh, we will uh, take it from there and end. All right, so we're gonna start. First one is uh, addressability. Addressability is finally happening. Dynamic ad insertion, we were just talking about that. Yeah, it's essential. Uh, Zoom meetings. I'm getting to be over them. <laughs> uh, new fronts. Well, now, now I want to see what you guys are doing. Oh, look at that. that. I raised the bar. Like now that. it's curiosity is what I would say into what you're going to do. Because, you know, my team actually runs the upfront event that we would normally do. Um, so now I'm very curious to see how you're pulling off the new fronts. Well, now you're, uh, okay. Well, stay tuned. You'll, you'll see it in, uh, soon enough. Uh, set top box data. Scale. OTT. Peacock. Mm -hmm. Privacy. Oh, that's complex. I'm going to stay away from that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, is a good reaction. Uh, YouTube. My kids are addicted to it. Mm, mine too. Peloton. 
I am addicted to Peloton. <laughs> uh, TikTok. My wife seems to be addicted to TikTok, but let me tell you, leave it to the kids. The adults should not be doing all the TikToks that I'm seeing on social media right now. <laughs> you know, at the risk of oversharing, I think my kids have been wearing down. It's a war of erosion, uh, and they want me and my wife to participate in a TikTok. I think we're going to do something at the office where people can kind of submit either pictures or videos that they create. So I very well might succumb to the TikTok this weekend, but- uh, Oh, okay. I'm gonna we'll need to follow goes. you for sure and see that. that. That will not be for public consumption, I am certain. And then the last one is uh, CES. I'm sad CAN got canceled. <laughs> That's what you say to CES? You're uh, no. CES, I would say, Exhausting. And actually, I think it'll hopefully be uh, the first time we're back together as an industry like that, hopefully. So uh, it'll be very, very interesting this upcoming year. I agree with you. I think the whole event space is going to be one that we're going to have to watch and see how that uh, plays out. You have been awesome. Uh, thank you so much for coming and sharing your experience on IV there. Congratulations on your uh, launch yesterday. Have a good rest of your Friday and a great weekend. Thank you so much for having me, David. Stay safe. All right. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. So thank you, Josh. Um, on Monday's IAB There, we are excited to welcome Julie Van Ullen, Managing Director at North America at Rakuten, as she will share results of their recent advertising direct-to-consumer survey study. IAB There is a production of the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Our show today was produced by Connor Healy, Joe Ons. John Ward, Fafika Mohinadin, and Haley Bloom. I'm David Cohen, and thank you for watching. Come back next Monday, because if it's 2 p.m. Eastern on a weekday, you know it's time to IA be there. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks a lot. Take care.